Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I'm in love. <laughs> this is episode 74, and we're discussing the Valentine's Day episode, our favorite romances in anime. As always, there will be light, maybe semi-light, maybe kind of big spoilers throughout this episode, so you've been warned. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're going to have a hard time talking about some of these romances without yeah. spoiling on a certain level. So we're going to do the best we can with not, you know, giving major plot spoilers. But if you hear an anime come up and you're like, I don't want to hear this, just skip ahead like, I don't know, one to three minutes or so. So maybe we should preface it like we'll say the name of the anime first yes that's how i've been written i I was planning to do that because i was like it's like giving that slow lead up for the person who doesn't want any spoilers that you can hit like i think it's like the 15 second skip button just hit that a couple times if you hear an anime come up and you're like i haven't seen this yet don't tell me (laughs) but yeah sometimes it's hard to talk about these things when you know it's like a, a, a conglomerate of anime especially with like romance i feel like that that plays a huge part in some of the anime that we're talking about because they they usually culminate in a very climactic point in the show or series. Yeah, or, you know, you're not sure if it's just, like, a ship or if they actually do become canon. So, I don't know. We'll do our best. We'll do our best is all I can say. Um, But to clarify, naming this episode was a bit tricky because I thought about naming it, you know, our favorite anime romances or our favorite anime couples or ships or whatever. So, I figured favorite romances in anime would help to clarify that this is about couples and ships and characters who have romantic connection in the anime that they're in. Um, It's not romance anime as in the genre of anime shows, just to clarify. Um, So it could be shonen, it could be horror, it could be anything, just, you know, if there's two characters that people ship or that have some sort of romance going on. We wanted to call it couples in anime, but not all of these on our list are canon couples. And then calling it ships, I don't know, there's like that slight chance it might confuse like new weebs thinking that we're talking about boats or like pirates or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ships is a an established terminology now in the community. True, true. And not just in anime, like there are ships in other shows and pop culture media. That's true. But I tried to pick, or we tried to pick titles that are the most clear um, and accurate for what we're talking about, but also can capture the widest audience for people who may be interested in it but may misunderstand the title. It is really hard um, coming up with titles for episodes, I I will admit. But before we get into things, uh, another couple of reminders as we've shared in the last couple of episodes. Thank you everyone who's been leaving us ratings on Spotify. If you are a Spotify listener, um, head over to our podcast page on the ios or android app you'll see a little star there you can tap that and leave us a a rating it is very very helpful for us Um, i think we just cracked 40 or something like that um, ratings on spotify for strictly anime so we appreciate all the support it's been uh, tremendous and it helps us to know you know are we doing things well i think i think we are i hope we are i hope people enjoy this 40 ratings at five stars. It seems it seems so. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that rating is accurate. But yeah, thank so, yeah. you for, for all the, the love, especially in this season of love. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a perfect tie-in to Valentine's Day. Um, and then the other reminder is we have our the Strictly Series Discord server that launched a, a couple weeks ago. It's been fun chatting with everybody. So if you're interested in continuing the conversation after you listen to an episode, um, just seeing what we're chatting about, 
every single day about anime or things related to anime um, or if you just want to lurk because to be honest on most platforms I'm a lurker but you know having a discord for our podcast is really exciting so I, I'm kind of pushing myself out of my comfort zone and chatting more frequently and I'm, I've really been enjoying it but if you want to get in on that or just lurk around and watch us talk about stuff <laughs> either way that's totally cool join the discord the link is in the description so as with all of our favorites episodes, all of our favorites lists, these are in no particular order, um, especially when it comes to these romances. I, I would have a very hard time ranking um, or, or listing out these romances from like my favorite to my least favorite. So I figured let's just talk about them openly um, and then we'll we'll just take it from there. What could be a more romantic way to celebrate Valentine's Day? than a candlelit discussion on anime, right? <laughs> hey, people get really heated and really, like, into the the ships that they're into yeah, in certain true. shows. And there's nothing more enticing in anime, I think, than romance. You can have, like, a great show that has nothing to do with romance, and people will find two characters to ship. They'll, like, Tweak see... and Craig. <laughs> they'll, yeah, exactly. They'll just find two characters that they think have some level of chemistry, um, and hey, that's that's totally fine. If you want to ship two characters, go for it. But don't add us if you think our favorite romances are whack, or if we choose someone other than your best girl. We're just we're just sharing our honest thoughts about some of these ships and and couples. And you know what? If you have a differing opinion, share it on the Discord or on any of our social media. We, we'd love to hear it. Yes. And speaking of Discord, we did ask our Discord members for their favorite couples and ships. So we're excited to share those later in the episode. So stay tuned for that. But there are honestly so many great ships out there that I get behind. Um, mm, my list is mm. honestly very long, but I did manage to narrow it down to the ones well, that... From 50 to 49? <laughs> these are the ones I fucking live for. Where I'm obsessed with these characters getting together and being together just because they have such good chemistry and I enjoy seeing them on screen. And interestingly, a good number of these ships are my favorite romances in their respective shows but not necessarily like my favorite or my best boy which is fine because like for example my best boy in my hero is bakugo but he's not part of my favorite ship from that anime but it's just kind of interesting as i was going through the, that list i was i was noticing a trend like that maybe a lot of my best boys just aren't meant to be in romances because <laughs> they're all sundere's who would yeah. want to end up with sundere's you know me i love my male sundere characters but i think my list is far longer than yours yeah yeah i haven't been in the anime game as long as courtney has so i have 16 here and a lot of them are probably from recent anime because again i i didn't have much to draw from but hopefully they'll be interesting enough i kind of have three honorable mentions these are kind of just stupid but uh, I, I'll throw those in at the end. Um, so I have 16 compared to your what? Last you I think told I me. I 36. Yeah, that was the last number you told <laughs> that me. That was my narrowed what down list. How did you list? narrow it down from? <laughs> well, that, was, that, that is the narrowed down list. Okay, I can't help it. Like, I maybe it's super cliche that I get really into some of these these romances, but I fucking live for that. Some some of these romances are actually the only reason that I watch a the only reason you're show. living. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I I live each day. It's the only reason I wake up is to watch these romances unfold. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about this. Maybe to keep it balanced, I can go every two for every one that you share. Sure. <laughs> All right, and some of them, actually, a lot of them, you've never seen, so. I won't go into like a ton of detail, 
I wasn't planning on doing that anyway, just because I'm trying to be good about spoilers. Um, but let's just talk. Let's just talk about these ships and, and why we love them. And then putting together my list, I was getting so excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. After I finished my list, I walked into um, where you were working, and I was just like laughing to myself. Like th- some of these are really stupid, but I I just love these characters, and I hope they get together. <laughs> All right, so do you want to start or do you want me to start? You know, you can start since you are very ecstatic about this <laughs> I can't discussion. stop smiling. I'm like laughing to myself. People are going to think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, so these are in like not alphabetical order, but I think there's some... No, it's a good mix. You know what? I kind of mix it up based on like newer anime and older anime. So I'm just going to start with the first thing on my list which is timely because it's airing right now. It's teasing master Takagi-san, Takagi and Nishikata, who are the two main characters of the show. If you haven't seen it, it's a slice of life romance anime where it's torture just... anime. No, yeah, it's it <laughs> mild a, torture. It's a teasing anime. anime, but like extremely wholesome. Nothing like Uzaki-chan. Nothing like Nagatoro. Um, it's like super, super wholesome because the two characters are in junior high and they're just really cute together. And we're on the third season right now. Um, and the first two seasons were really good, but this one's great because they're starting to finally kind of push them to maybe confessing at some point. Um, I think this is supposed to be the last season and then there's a movie, so they got to kind of progress the story anyway. But I live for Takagi and Ishikata because she's so funny when she teases him and he gets flustered and he like kind of knows that he likes her, but you know, he's a a young kid and he doesn't want to admit it because you know, Ooh, girls, cooties, all that stuff. But I'm excited for when they finally get together. And Takagi has a big ass forehead. (laughs) Have you ever seen her character design? Yeah. Like she has the brown hair and you know, she's like a five head. (laughs) I know. I can't stop staring at her big ass forehead, but it's all right. She's still cute. Um, next up on my list is, and you may have some from this as well, it's Demon Slayer. And I actually have two ships on here. Um, so hmm. the first one is my boy Zenitsu and Nezuko. Yeah, I don't that know. was on my list. Is it? Okay. I don't know <laughs> if this is like a, a popular ship in Demon Slayer. Let me tell you, it's a lot better when people try to ship Tanjiro and Nezuko. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. And I don't know if no, it's just no, because no, no, no. those people are trolling and they're like, you know, we we love Siskon and we're going to put two siblings together. Or if they genuinely don't know that Tanjiro and Nezuko are related. And so they're thinking that they're supposed to be together. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen there's a there was a meme of like a couple that were cosplaying together. One was Tanjiro and one was Nezuko. And the comments are kind of just ripping them apart. <laughs> that is so weird. That reminds me of the, this is going to be gross, but um, the Joel and Ellie cosplayers who are in a relationship. So there's they took pictures of themselves yeah. kissing. And I'm like, you didn't have to go that far, okay? Like, that's a precious relationship that you've now soiled with your, your kissing. <laughs> soiled it soiled it but yeah i i haven't heard much in the demon slayer like community about zenitsu and nezuko i imagine that is a relationship that the show will eventually explore because zenitsu is really keen on nezuko like granted he's he's got the hots for like every chick but he's really keen on nezuko and i think it's really sweet um despite him coming off a little aggressive at times. Uh, but i could see them getting together and i'd be down for it but like i don't know am i the only one that thinks that I think the question that comes to mind is, 
can there be like interspecies love in interspecies this well, well hopefully like, she becomes human again that's kind of the goal that, here. yeah that's, that's that's the goal of the show right for uh, for tanjiro for, anyway yeah um but you know i'm just reminded of uh mugen trait the movie where it's the dream sequence and you have oh, zenitsu's yeah. dream where um he's just frolicking around with with nezuko and like carrying her and stuff and like uh, imagining the two of them in an actual relationship. Yeah. He cares about her. He likes her a lot. Yeah. I, I could see it happening. <laughs> I want it to happen. She's a she's a girl worth fighting for. Hell and yeah. you know, Zenitsu doesn't have much going for him because he's a huge coward, can only really <laughs> fight when he's when he's asleep, but you know, I I'd I'd root for their romance. The Even other... if it's kinda kinda strange. Again, interspecies love. <laughs> Love knows no bounds or boundaries or whatever the saying is. But the they other take one... that pretty far in anime, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, the other one I have is Tanjiro and Kanao because I mm. think that's also a ship they're like they kind of set us up for at the end of the first season. It hasn't gone anywhere, but I imagine at some point it will because I would like to see Tanjiro with somebody like romantically. He's such a a good wholesome character. You just want him to find someone at the end of the day. I know he's got Nezko, but you know, like find someone romantically. And I think they sh- they kind of hinted that Kanao started to ha- like develop feelings for him at the end of season one. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling like real bad right now. I just realized. Well, that's <laughs> why we we give people the option to skip. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully this isn't terrible spoilers for everybody. and honestly like i don't think this is a big plot point yeah i think it's just like a side ship as part like there's no like real romance going on in demon slayer it's kind of like a side ship to the main story um but yeah i i root for tanjiro and kanao and i root for zenitsu and nezuko we just got to find someone for inosuke now <laughs> yeah who's gonna fall in love with inosuke's like brutal personality and <laughs> brashness Although I feel like he's kind of just in love with himself. They're going to find like some like wild like forest woman and then forest woman. <laughs> Cuz I mean he's king of the mountains, you know, self-proclaimed uh, yeah, <laughs> or true. lord of the mountain, whatever the fuck it, fuck it is. God of the mountain? I don't even know. Um but yeah, there's my uh my demon slayer ships. Do you have anyone else from Demon Slayer? No, it was just Zenitsu and Nezuko. So that leaves me with 15 then. <laughs> <laughs> Although I I'm sure we'll we're going to have a lot of overlap. Um but uh, since you mentioned your two, I'll start with my first one. And this is from Marmalade Boy, which I know you haven't watched. And I'd imagine not many of our listeners would have watched because it's an older anime. Um, this is canon in the show. And it's the two characters, Ginta and Arimi. And I feel like I need to provide some context to this. So That's not like the main characters, is it? No. Ginta and Arimi are actually kind of like the the exes of the two main love interests. Oh, spicy. Yeah, and so they get torn out of those relationships. Like, they, they still are on friendly terms with those main characters, although, you know, there's a piece of their heart that gets torn apart since they envision those two as soulmates. And what happens in the show is that Ginta and Arimi, at first, they hook up to try and incite feelings of jealousy between the two main love interests. But then along the way, they actually do fall in love. And I want to say, like, there's a lot of fucked up relationships in Marmalade Boy, not just with the the main <laughs> the main characters. Um, the, the female main character has a friend uh, who has a really, really odd relationship, and I don't want to spoil that too much. But 
I would say Ginta and Arimi are, are probably the most wholesome relationship in this entire show. And I think it's just because, you know, they they were again ripped out of love for people that they truly cared about and thought that they would spend the rest of their lives with and for them to just connect with each other kind of heals those wounds and like you you see instances of their relationship throughout the show and it's just it's just very sweet compared to like, all the shit that you see outside of that which is your typical teenage romance i'm surprised you can keep all of the couples and ships straight because i feel like that's just like the entire cast is like one big spider web of people hooking up yeah <laughs> again marmalade boy is is just wild but like i as much as i shook my head at certain other moments in the show it was nice just to watch ginta and arimi's relationship blossom Next on my list, you might have this one on your list. It is a uh, a very timely one because this is also airing at the moment. It's my dress up darling, Marin and Gojo. I didn't have them. You on didn't? My list. Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking love this show, and I fucking love the two of them. I I'm so excited about my dress up darling. It's one of the shows that I am so excited for every single week. Um, and their relationship is what drives most of that. Like all around, it's a fantastic show, but Marin and Gojo are just so fucking wholesome and cute, despite it being an etchy, like episode two, there was a lot of shit going down by shit. I mean, a lot of etchy boobies oh, and yeah, feet and all spicy. sorts of stuff. It was spicy, <laughs> <laughs> but despite all of that, like they're just really cute together. They're very wholesome. It's uh, again, it's a new show, so we haven't gotten anywhere we're just scratching the surface with their relationship development um but i'm excited to see where it goes i just love i love like uh romances or ships or couples where the two are very like like they're kind of like polar opposites in a way like here you have gojo who's socially awkward doesn't have a lot of friends if any um he's very quiet and reserved and then you've got marin who's um, very outgoing and extrovert. She's got tons of friends. She's like one of the most popular people in their class. And I love that stuff. I love when opposites attract. I think what I love about them is that they have the utmost respect for each other's hobbies. Like yeah. with Gojo, like he has his hobby of like making the Hina dolls and then um, Marin with her cosplay. And they they never tease each other about it. And like with Gojo, you can clearly see like he is dedicated and devoted to making sure that the, at least in the first couple episodes, the dress that or the cosplay that he makes for Marin is of the utmost quality. Um, so you can kind of see him start to emulate those best boy qualities um, in in his dedication. Yeah, I can't wait to see where this show goes. I'm I'm all for it. I, I got really hyped for it just from the trailer. I just knew it was going to be an anime that I would be obsessed with. And it certainly is turning out that way. And um, I can't wait. I just like every single week, I'm like, when's Dress Up Darling? Actually, as of today's recording, we got to watch the new episode. Are you sure? I thought they come out on Sundays. T- today's Saturday. Right? Oh, God. Hang on. You might be right. Mel sent out a notification to my phone that said, my Dress Up Darling episode five. No, it is today. Saturdays. I've got it on oh, our it is schedule. Saturdays. Yeah, it's Saturdays. Okay. Sasaki Tomiano is on Sundays. Oh, you know what? I my was, Dress Up Darling is on Saturdays. It was that meme that was confusing me where people were like, it's Attack on Titan Sunday. And it's like, no, it's Demon Slayer Sunday. And then it was like, no, it's Dress Up Darling Sunday. Yeah, like so depending on your time zone, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess it, right now with winter, it is a very stacked weekend every weekend with those three shows. 
Next, because I'm going twice here in a row, um, is Yona of the Dawn. It's Hawk and Yona. I fucking love them. I thought the anime was okay. I am actually reading the manga, which is a rarity. It's like the one manga that I read in one of the two, I think, in 2021. Um, that's how much I love their relationship. And this is an anime where the story is really good. I, I enjoyed it. But what really keeps me coming back is the relationship development between Hawk and Yona. And for anyone who's not familiar, because Carl's not familiar, um, Yona's the main character. She's a princess. And Hawk is her childhood friend, who's also her personal bodyguard. Um, there's kind of like a love triangle thing in the beginning of the story. And then they travel together. Um, and all this stuff to try and save the kingdom, blah, blah, blah. And through the, their time spent together, like his true feelings start to come out more and more. And I just love them because like she's she's like this small princess who was very sheltered. And then as she goes through these journeys, she becomes more of like a powerhouse, really wanting to fight for, for her country. And he's just like a, a natural born warrior um so he's helping her to hone her skills and stuff so it's not like he's just eye candy or anything like that he is very um pivotal for her character development so it just makes me love them more and more and he's just like totally obsessed with her and it's kind of cute when a guy is just like gushing over the girl that he likes so it's a princess and a bodyguard you said yeah like she this sounds like the movie the bodyguard is that the whitney houston movie <laughs> yeah, like kevin costner i've never seen that but i'll take your word for it <laughs> but no like bodyguard's a bad word like not a bad word it's like a not totally accurate word technically he is her bodyguard but he's like um like her lead yeah or like something. her lead yeah that's a good way of putting it um so there's more like like royalty behind it than just like a hired bodyguard <laughs> but yeah they they have um a long-standing relationship because they were childhood friends so that just kind of makes it all the more cuter but yeah i ship the shit out of them um okay your turn <laughs> all right so i think this would be my, my second one and this is probably on both of our lists i am certain of it and it's a recent anime as well um, it's from Komi Can't Communicate. Yup. And I'm sure you and our listeners probably know where I'm going with this. It is the titular Komi and Tadano. Which uh, I now know the meaning yeah, of that word thanks yeah, yeah. to our, our last review episode of Strictly Anime. <laughs> yeah. So the titular Komi and the not so titular Tadano because he's just a re- average stumpy boy. And man... You talk about wholesome relationships in anime. Like it, at the point where we are in the anime, they're not canon, but you can tell that they're going there. And it's just, I use this word in our Komi review, like it just gives you all these gilig feelings watching them <laughs> interact and start to de- start developing feelings for each other. I think why I'm so excited about them is because compared to other romance anime, we've actually seen less of their romantic like development than other anime. Like mm-hmm. we're what four or five episodes into My Dress Up Darling, and we've already seen way more romantic interactions between um, Marin and Gojo than we have with Komi and Tadano throughout the entire season of Komi Can't Communicate. So they're kind of leaving us breadcrumbs versus like spoon feeding us the romantic development. Cause right now they're trying to focus more on like Komi's journey and then her, you know, her possible romantic relationship with Tadano is like kind of a side part of the story. But I am excited for one that becomes more of the main focus. And I mean, right now we're again, just getting the best boy qualities of Tadano and why he would be, the perfect partner for Komi. Again, he was the one who initially 
allowed her a chance to communicate properly and, and still kind of give her the encouragement to to break out of her shell and yeah it's just wholesome <laughs> it's yeah it's just wholesome i feel like because we we have to wait a little bit longer to get more romance from them that makes me root even harder for them like you guys can do it you're both a little socially awkward like you can do it you can get <laughs> together please it's valentine's day i need that kind of romance in my life and i'm just reminded of the scene where i think it was tadano that had gotten like a or they exchanged little uh, prize toys, right? Yeah. Like the little cat keychains or whatever. And there's like a post-credit scene of Komi and she's just like moving around in her bed, just so flustered and so excited. Like th- those are the things that you live for when watching romance, not just in anime, it's in any form of me- media. And yeah, I feel like this is kind of like getting all of these moments is like a a, a bottle of pop or soda that is like starting to fizz up until it explodes that and sounds just, <laughs> yeah it sounds very it sounds a euphemistic. little sexual there <laughs> this is the valentine's day episode yeah okay. <laughs> but you know like just waiting for their relationship to actually come to full effect yeah and they're just it's the warm fuzzies that that's what their relationship gives you um like compared to other ones where there's some weird nuances there like some other things at play this is just like pure warm fuzzy feelings type of romance mm-hmm. and i love it very very wholesome now back to my list um i'm gonna pull one out from i think this was the 2020 anime of the year or maybe the 2021 anime of the year and it was akadama drive and it's swindler and courier who swindler is like the main character of the show and courier is the first um person that that she meets in the show he's the guy with the motorcycle I love them because he's your classic Sundere. Um, I don't know if there really was any like romantic feelings. I think they hinted at it towards the end of the, the show, but I totally ship the shit out of them. Um, Who is it again? Swindler and Courier. Although on Mallet, she may be uh, listed as ordinary person. Yeah. Because none of them have actual names. Well, I'm sure they do, but they don't reveal their actual names. They all go by these nicknames. Um, and yeah, like they, they're the first to meet. Um, they are pretty much they have interactions throughout the entire show and i just enjoyed any time the two of them were on screen because again he's a sundere and she's a girl who got sucked into this world accidentally so she's trying to figure out her way through everything um and growing along the way and he's like kind of there to help her out but he's sundere so he's not going to make it too obvious (laughs) but yeah I i shipped them and i don't know like i think it was the one season so i don't know if we'll ever get anything else but in my head, they're they're canon. My head canon says that they're canon. <laughs> and then I also have Aoharu Ride, aka Blue Spring Ride. Um, the two main characters, Ko and Futaba. This is an anime where I think it was like one season. I don't know if they'll ever get a season two. It's more like the one season, then go read the manga type of situation. But I shipped the two main characters. They had like a childhood backstory it's been a while since i've seen it but they had a childhood backstory they got separated because i think one of them moved away and then they end up at the same high school again years later and they like admitted or like hinted that they had feelings when they were younger and now it's kind of like them re-exploring their relationship and the reconnected love yeah reconnected love um but like there's some things going on in Cole's life that are it's a keeping him from being totally open with her and accepting a relationship So I really love this ship because you can tell how much Futaba wants to help Ko, how much they still care about each other, and you just want them to overcome those obstacles so they can finally be together when they couldn't in the past. 
Oh, Yuki Kaji voices Ko. He did a really good job, a very good job. And it's weird because he sounds like Emo Aaron from Attack <laughs> on Titan. Um, but I watched this, I think, before season four aired. Yeah, when did you watch this? I don't recall you ever talking about this show. This was um, when we first started this podcast. So it was like a oh. year and a half to two years ago. Um, I was like on this romance anime binge after I had finished Oregairu. And I was like, I want more of this. So then I looked up stuff that felt similar and I came across Aoharu Ride, and I was like, yeah, I fucking love this show. It was really, really good. I wish they would make a season two. So next on my list uh, is from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, oh. actually. And it's the only pairing that I have from JoJo, because if you think about it, a lot of the romances in JoJo are kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not many romances in JoJo. Yeah, but I'll say this is probably the noblest of the romances, and that is from part one, Phantom Blood, and that is the romance between Jonathan Joestar and Edina Pendleton. Was her name? Ooh, right? good one. I didn't. I was about her last to say Edina Bachan, but <laughs> no, that's Edina what yeah, <laughs> Grandma Irina. <laughs> but you see their relationship kind of blossom from the beginning. Um, again, Jonathan Joestar, I always call him the noblest of the Joestar lineage uh, because it kind of just descends into degener degeneracy at that point. But you see a lot of instances in their childhood where Jonathan is defending Edina's honor and then he kind of courts her. So it's kind of like that traditional romance that you would kind of see in, you know, ye olden times. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> But you're right. Like they, they have probably the only wholesome relationship in yeah. JoJo. Like it's, it's great. They're they're so cute together. And I love that Edina is as dedicated to Jo. Uh, sorry, Jonathan as Jonathan is to Edina because she's a real one. Like she puts herself in some interesting situations in order to support and protect Jonathan. Well, since we're on the topic of JoJo, I might as well just chime in with mine because you know I'm gonna have some oh, JoJo boy. ships on here. Fuck yeah. Um. So to piggyback off of that. My favorite romance, um, one of the two in um, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, is Joseph and Susie Q. And I know you uh. said earlier that you love Jonathan <laughs> and Edina because they're the most, um, you know, wholesome and the noblest. And noblest. Um, their relationship is a little rocky, but they're really cute together. I loved when Joseph and Susie Q were first getting to know each other when they were on Air Super. Plina Island in part two. Yes, the training arc. Yeah, yeah, the training <laughs> arc, the Hamon training arc. And just how they flirted with each other and how she's the only one who can give back as much of Joseph's humor and sass that he gives to other people. Like mm -hmm. the 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 give and take there is perfect. Like you can tell they they really um they, they mesh well together and then he promises that he'll come back for her and he does i'm sorry i'm spoiling jojo for a little bit for for some people it's again it's not pivotal well okay it's like not technically pivotal <laughs> to the anime but if you know anything about jojo's bizarre adventure i mean it is a family lineage so i guess technically it is yeah anyway it's really not huge huge spoilers but um i love their relationship despite the shit that happens later on i won't go well, into details you know, I'll, I'll give it to suzy q for sticking it with joseph despite the stuff that happens later yeah like they you know they're they're meant to be and joseph is who he is and i'm not saying it was right or anything like that it's just you know there's some stuff and they worked it you know they, they worked through it it's fine they're they're a solid couple <laughs> they, but you know <laughs> But the other ship in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that I'm all about, there's two characters 
in part six in particular that I ship. However, the anime hasn't gotten far enough for the anime only people to understand anything. So I won't say it. Hmm. I'm not going to say any details. Like I, I will not say anything. There's just two characters that I ship. That's all I'm going to say. So for any part six readers, I think you know who I'm talking about. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> I don't even know. It's going to be, it's, it's, I feel like people will be talking about this when we get there in the anime, but uh, that's all I'm going to say. I ship, I ship that shit and that's it. Okay. So I think that knocks out all the JoJo pairings on our lists then, right? Yeah. I mean, there's other great ships in, in JoJo, but none that like I fucking live for. So yeah, I'm good with that. All right, and I'm sure our non-JoJo fan listeners out there are probably thankful for that, so we will continue <laughs> onward. So who do you have next? So next I have My Hero Academia, and this is a smaller ship, but I know there's a, a good subsection of the fandom that also roots for them, and that's Kaminati and Jiro. I love them together. The, wait, that's the Red Rock and the girl with the earbuds things? That's... Kaminari Denki is like the electric oh, guy. Wait, sorry. No, you're thinking you're thinking, thinking of Kirishima, Kirishima and the, Ashida, all, which all is another case. great one. I, a lot of people uh. ship them, and I think they're good <laughs> together. But my favorite is Kaminari and Judo. Oh yeah, okay. It's the yellow-haired guy who has the thumbs up. Yeah, and the earbuds. Yeah, girl. like okay. the the rock <laughs> rock and roll girl. Um, I love them together. I think it's just because every time they have interactions, they just like they just go so well together like she she tries to play it cool she's a kurere and then he's just this goofy guy who just gets so excited about the, th the things that she does like in the bunkasai arc when i don't know i think she was like playing guitar or, like the bass guitar and like previewing her song there was something going on with like the the whole band situation and he just like lit up and he was so excited for her i was like yeah they go well together plus their quirks make sense like he's got electricity and she's got an earphone jack <laughs> like he could be her amps or something yeah like she's like an electric not electric guitar i don't know what the fuck you'd call her her quirk but it makes sense like th there's a pairing there um so i live for the two of them and i know there's a lot a lot of ships in my hero academia but this is the only one i get like really excited about yeah and i think Jiro's probably one of my favorite girls on that show and you know what i i'll, I'll approve for Kaminari, to, even though he's an idiot. <laughs> two Kaminari thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> They're just cute. I, I really enjoy them. I also do get excited about the Todoroki um, uh, Momo. Momo ship. Mm -hmm. Not as like much as the Kaminari Jiro ship, but I'm down for that too. Like They, they seem like a good pair because they're both intelligent and capable and calm. And then next I have Code Geass. I'm saying it. Suzaku and Yuffie, oh my god, I shipped the shit out of them. No spoilers, no spoilers, but damn. To this day, I'm like, Suzaku and Yuffie forever. <laughs> it's funny because I have, I don't know if I should mention this now, on my honorable mentions, I had a Code Geass pairing. Oh, save it for the end, save it for the end. Okay, honorable but mentions. no, it's, it's really stupid in <laughs> <Good>. comparison. <laughs> but yeah, if there's one ship, one, one couple that... You know, you just, you gotta give a shout out to on Valentine's Day. It's Suzaku and Yuffie. Like, despite all odds, they, they got together. They're, you know, one is a Britannian, one's Japanese or an and a Lebanese. <laughs> and despite that, they they got together. They didn't let that uh, that barrier stop them. So, yeah, I just love the shit out of them. Oh, my God. I live for that ship. All right, your turn. Well, I'm going to take things in a darker romantic route. Darker romantic? <laughs> yeah, because my next pairing 
is from To Your Eternity. Oh my god. And it is Gugu and Reen. I have that on my list too. Oh, I oh had a god. feeling. And the best way I can describe this relationship is to use like a Hunchback of Notre Dame reference. It's like Quasimodo meets Esmeralda. If you know, like, like Gugu, he went through an accident and that's, it's kind of in relation to his story with Reen, right? Um, he, but he had a, he had an accident and then it kind of disfigured his face. And so now like in the, in the series, he, he wears this mask to kind of hide his deformities, but he befriends Reen and they just, they see like they have a, at first it's like a, almost like a sibling sort of relationship together. And then they, they grow older and you can tell like they, they've formed a closer bond despite Reen being, um, like She's part like of the upper noble, class. yeah, like the upper class, and Gugu is considered like a peasant class, <laughs> <laughs> peasant. <laughs> but yeah, I think that like that kind of plays into why I love their relationship so much. Is like you have these like stark contrasts between these two characters, not just in like physical form, but just also social form. And despite all these barriers, they still are able to have a a deeper connection with each other and that leads into the cli- the climax of what we call the Google arc into your eternity and it is one of the most heartbreaking moments to have witnessed in 2020 anime. <laughs> yeah, it it hit hard. And I think if I recall correctly, um Gugu and Reen was my best anime couple ship romance whatever we called it of 2021 we did our um our best and worst of 2021 anime episode which is episode 67 of strictly anime um so yeah i I, i'm pretty sure i i put them as my best couple with good reason that shit was amazing it was just amazing i want to talk about it more but we can't spoil yeah um and i will say like uh I think I mentioned this on the two-year eternity review, is that the the theme that plays uh, during the climax of, like, I guess, Gugu and Reen's relationship, it's called the Gugu and Reen love theme on Spotify. It's by a independent composer, music maker, Samuel Kim. And yeah, I think that's also why I, I love their ship so much is because of how dramatically powerful that song is it's kind of like like it's kind of like uh what is it like the carl and ellie song from up oh yeah even though like that's more of an upbeat one this one is just more like orchestral and and forlorn but it it evokes the same feelings as if you know the carl and ellie song from up you probably know what i'm talking about i love when um a couple has a fantastic theme together like the inuyasha and kagome theme from inuyasha i think is really beautiful the, yeah this gugu and rin theme is so beautiful even though it's really hard to listen to just emotionally yeah um but yeah, it's, <laughs> just thinking of it right now i got chills <laughs> yeah it like amplifies the the relationship um that 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 couple has when it, they have a really amazing um theme song so yeah that one, that one's really good. Well, let me take you over to the trashy side oh, wow. <laughs> of the anime romances. To the trashy side. <laughs> I think you probably know where I'm going with this. It's Domestic Girlfriend. Okay, brace yourselves. I ship Natsuo and Rui. Okay, I'm Team Rui. Sorry, Hina shippers, but like I'm Team Rui. 
I only watch the anime, so I don't know anything else. But don't at Courtney. Yeah, don't at me. Like, <laughs> I love Rui, and I was rooting for her the whole way. I don't know who this fucker ends up with, but I think it should be Rui because, you know, had her chance. There's some issues there. Rui's been there, okay? Like, she's been there. So that's all I'm going to say. Just team Rui on that one. The next one I have um, is not trashy, but extremely dramatic. <laughs> I'm taking you over to Fruits Basket. Hmm. And there's there's a love triangle that goes on in Fruits Basket. And I'm sorry, mentioning this ship is pretty much a spoiler for um, the end of the, the show. So fast forward if you need to. If you have watched Fruits Basket or you don't care, it's Toru and Kyo. My best boy won. I love it. Like, he is fantastic because he's the male Sundre of the fucking show. Mm. But when it comes to Toru, he's incredibly wholesome and just loves her unconditionally. And they're really cute together. And let's fucking go. I'm all in. Kyo and Toru are the best. You know, I haven't watched Fruits Basket, but listening to these names is just like listening to a different language. So this will probably go over my head. Um, well, interestingly, if I ed- ever end up watching Fruits Basket down the road, <laughs> I'll probably forget who, <laughs> who they are. I mean, technically, it is another language because they're Japanese names. No, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I highly recommend Fruits Basket. It's a wild ride. Just be ready to be like emotionally beaten by the end of each episode, but it's totally worth it to see what these characters go through. So next on my list, um, I'm taking it back to the golden age of anime, um, early 2000s, and it is from Cowboy Bebop, and that is Spike and Julia. And I know people like to ship Spike and Faye, and I wholeheartedly disagree with that because they never show any feelings for each other. People kind of take that moment they had this is mad spoilers for Cowboy Bebop, by the way, but the moment they had in the climax is as sort of Faye expressing her feelings for Spike, but I think they're more of like a brother-sister relationship. I could not agree more. I do not understand the Faye and Spike ship. Like, yeah, I guess I could see them together, but they are not romantically involved. I think Faye... Granted, we cosplayed as Spike <laughs> Yeah, we did. And we're, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about the, the Demon Slayer cosplayers, and then we, we talk about Spike and Faye ships. <laughs> but, like, my two senses, Faye is like emotionally attached to Spike because she doesn't have a family. She doesn't even right. know anything about her past. So the crew, the Bebop crew is her actual family at this point in time. So for someone to like say they're just going to go away, she's she's struggling with that, right? Like that that's where that scene comes into play. But they work together really well on like a close friend or almost like a rivalry type of situation or like a brother mm-hmm. sister like type friendly situation. rivalry. Yeah, exactly. So like I agree with you. I think the ship between Julia and Spike is like obviously the one and the the ship that people come up with with Spike and Faye like I just that's I don't think that's where they were going with that. And I would say, like, Julia is probably Spike's only motivation in life. As, like, with the entire team of the Bebop's, like, bounty hunters, they, I think they're all, like, they do the job, but they kind of do it with no purpose, kind of just subsisting and, and just living, like, paycheck to paycheck, basically. But whenever Spike hears mention of Julia in one of the bounties that they're trying to um, acquire, like that's where he his mentality kind of changes and it's because of their history like spike and julia are basically like a a forbidden love in the love triangle between him uh vicious 
and 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 Julia, and like in the climax, uh, they do eventually come across each, or like they encounter each other one more time, and I think like Julia is was kind of spikes out um, in his bounty life and in his criminal life, like his only chance to have a sense of normalcy and purpose. Uh, and I, I like that the, the show kind of focuses on that again in its in the crescendo, like the climax of Cowboy Bebop, um, only for the story to kind of go a different way for Spike. And so it's one of those not like hopeless romantic situations, but the I guess tragically romantic situations in anime that it, it's hard to watch, but you appreciate it for what it is. I have a question. Do you think anyone out there in the Cowboy Bebop fandom ships Julia and Vicious? <laughs> what the fuck? I bet like there's just a handful of fans out there who are well, like, Vicious and Julia were meant to be. And I would look at them and be like, the fuck are you talking about? Well, now that the live action Cowboy Bebop is out in the world, I can see that argument flare up no, again no, but no, yeah no. We, we don't we don't, we don't, talk, talk we don't about acknowledge that, that <laughs> shit that's not canon that's I'll nothing say, <laughs> yeah the live action ruined spike and julia's relationship that's a shame i hate to hear that yeah because that was like you said that's a, a a driving force of the entire show right uh, it, it just kind of rips it into pieces in the live action and you know, if you're interested in my thoughts on that, you can listen to uh, I we I did a Patreon episode reviewing the live action Bebop, but that's all I'll say about it. But anime wise, Spike and Julia forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to my list. Um, I'll uh, I'll bring it back up to like somewhat recent, but not super recent, and that's Gintama. I love Gintoki and Squeal. I sorry Sachan shippers, but like Gintoki and Squeal are amazing. I I love them. I live for them because I just want Gintoki to like have somebody, and she's like the only person that he ever really gives like true romantic like like feelings towards. Okay, so he doesn't like outright because it's Gintoki we're talking about, but you can tell there's some interest there. Um, and yeah, they're just like the perfect pairing. And I'm pretty sure, and I I, I could be wrong, but like I feel like. The creator of Gintama almost created Squeal to be the love interest for Gintoki because everything about her is kind of like either opposite of him or well paired with him from like her character design to her personality. Like he wears um, the, I don't know how to describe his outfit. You've seen it. It's like Mm -hmm. the black like pants and shirt, but then he's got the kimono over it. She wears a similar outfit where like one sleeve is like a full sleeve and the other one's like kind of cut off. Um, and even the prints on their their outfits, like he's got like waves and she's got fall leaves. So there's a lot of subtleties there that kind of make you believe that the creator kind of intentionally wanted them to be a romantic thing in the show. <laughs> okay. The other one from Gintama that I'll also mention is Kagura and Okita, which I didn't know, but I read is like one of the most popular ships in anime of all time in Japan. Like people were obsessed with Kagura and Okita because they're um, both like the younger characters in their respective groups. Um, they're both uh, very strong and they have like this nice rivalry that you could easily see turns into like something maybe a little more romantic or could turn into something more romantic. So those two ships I get really, really excited about in Gintama. 
Next up on my list is The Devil is a Part-Timer. Mao and Emmy. Wow. Mao and Emmy. Okay, <laughs> well, goddamn it. In the anime, they, they haven't gotten to that point yet. We only have one but, season, but hey, yeah. season two was announced. <laughs> it is confirmed, so maybe there'll be some development there, but I ship the shit out of Mao and Emmy because, again, I really love polar opposite type of relationships. You've got Mao, who's the devil, and Emmy, who's an angel. I mean, you can't get more opposite than that. And they're technically um, rivals, and not like friendly rivals, but they're technically enemies, and now they have to work together in this hilarious situation and i just i live for that i'm like i hope that they get together at the end of the anime this is an angel and a demon pairing up or partnering up it's it's so funny love defies <laughs> all odds or yeah. whatever i don't know these sayings but you know just pull out all love of the valentine's day all. sayings <laughs> next on my list Again, a lot of these are uh, recent anime that we've watched. Um, this one is from Tokyo Revengers, and it's Takemichi and Hina. Hina Tachibana, not the one from Domestic Girlfriend. We don't talk about that <laughs> Hina, okay? Hina of Tokyo Revengers. I just find it funny that they have the same name. <laughs> but no, it's it's Hina from Tokyo Revengers <laughs> and Takemichi, who is a standout on its own um, as our crybaby hero. I think Hina is basically, for Takemichi, she is technically the one that got away. And if you know, like, what the premise is of Tokyo Revengers, you can kind of see that. But when when you see their actual relationship, like, she is pretty much Takemichi's best girl. And sometimes I feel like Takemichi doesn't deserve her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can tell that he or she is his motivation to accomplish the things that he needs to accomplish in the show um especially to kind of make sure that she is protected <laughs> i'm trying to be as spoiler free as i can but <laughs> no they're they're a great couple um i just love how we'll go from a very heavy episode where takemichi probably got the shit kicked out of him but then he'll go to her house and she just makes everything feel okay and just reassures him because he's probably crying when he shows up at the door mm -hmm. uh so yeah she's just his his rock i guess i don't like that's like a cheesy saying but that's kind of how i would describe them yeah and she's not like a damsel in distress like takamichi never really has to like save her from things like she can hold her own especially there was the episode where i think she slaps uh mikey the head of toman oh in yeah the face. <laughs> So like yeah, she's she's formidable and she's independent, but like you said, like sh I think she is a a good rock for the times that Takemichi is at rock bottom, which is often, so. <laughs> <laughs> very often. <laughs> All right, next up for my two, um, this one you don't know, but it's Hyoka, it's Oreki and Chitanda again. A pairing of polar opposites. Um, it's very obvious that there there's some romantic feelings there. I think Oreki has uh, has a crush on Chitanda, but he's like um, I don't know the dere type, but he just doesn't care about anything. He's super lazy. He's not motivated to do anything, and she's curious about everything. For anyone who knows the the show, you know Kini Narimas. She wants to know about every little detail of every little thing that goes on and drags his ass along to, to get that done despite him not wanting to do that. But they have like a cute little romance that develops throughout the show. Um, and I just love seeing her pull him out of his comfort zone and kind of break him out of being this like like almost hikikomori type of person. What show is this from? Hyoka. 
it's a mm. Kyo Annie show that's about um how do i describe it it's like a mystery anime but it's not like a big mystery it's just like small things that happen in this high school i think they're in high school or is it junior high um so it's like taking small world event in a small world like small events that happen in everyday life and making them more grand through mystery hopefully that that's accurate but <laughs> okay this is another one where you're naming names and, <laughs> and you'll have... never remember yeah. who i just said <laughs> so if i ever watch it um it'll probably just come up from a, a suppressed memory of this episode <laughs> and be like, oh that's what she was talking about well moving on to one that you are somewhat familiar with although you haven't seen the show it's don't toy with me nagatoro mm. i love nagatoro and senpai i said it before nagatoro is my guilty pleasure anime because it's a teasing anime and it can get a little raunchy at times but there is a very wholesome relationship developing between nagatoro and senpai and it's cute. And that's that's the reason I came back to Nagatoro every single week and why I got so excited to watch it was just seeing that relationship unfold. Um, and again, another polar opposites type of pairing where Nagatoro is popular and like spunky and a tease. And then Senpai is this quiet, nerdy kid who has like no friends and just wants to paint pictures he wants to do his art stuff and wants to be left alone but she comes barging into his life and it's helping him grow as a person so i swear it's wholesome you're giving me this look like i'm crazy I, it it's is wholesome okay <laughs> if you watch the show like maybe not everything's wholesome but like their relationship is really cute there's a, a story that's progressing here so i'm excited for season two for some reason any time you mention nagatoro i think of the rihanna song snm <laughs> right? I mean, is that the name that's the the song right I, I think so yeah yeah and you know certain pairings out there they're into that stuff so i, I think <laughs> senpai has to be a masochist on some <laughs> level to be interested in nagatoro and want to continue this relationship because yeah she puts them through some interesting situations yeah, who am i to do, who am i to judge if that's helping senpai grow in his character development then then okay <laughs> All right, so my next pairing, I think I have nine left on my list. Um, another recent anime, this one, wasn't very warmly received for its animation. It's Way of the House Husband, and I am referring to Tatsu and Miku. I've mentioned it, like Tatsu is the standout uh, character of the show, of course. He's the character that, that carries the show. Um, and I don't know, like I... You don't get too much of the focus on his relationship with his wife, Miku, but the pits and pieces that you do get, you kind of appreciate because I think Miku, it's not that clear in the anime, but I think she was a driving force to him um, getting out of his criminal life as a, a member of the Yakuza. And you can tell that he will kind of, do everything he can and drop everything just to kind of please her. Um, like case in point, he he is the house husband that takes care of all the errands and chores. There's the episode where he <laughs> he tries to get things for her birthday and just kind of sings happy birthday very creepily to her. <laughs> uh, but you can tell like he, he cares about her and like it's seeing a a member of a criminal or former member of a criminal organization have a heart of gold for this woman it it kind of shows you like anyone anyone can um, fall in love I guess. <laughs> and get married i like them because they're an actual married couple like uh, it's yeah, yeah. oftentimes you know it's it's some like 
high school romance where they like dick tease you about the two characters getting together and then at the end of the show you're lucky if they do get together um let alone like confess and then when if they actually do do that that's all you get you don't get anything else beyond that it's like they they confess and i guess they're canon and then boom the show ends here it's like they're actually married and they're working adults and it's just fun to see an actual marriage like on screen Another interesting thing is that I think Miko is in love with, I don't know if it's an anime or just a, I think it's an anime. Like it's a, about like two police officers. They call it like po- Podicure or something? Yeah. And you would think Tatsu would be abhorrent to that because I would figure criminal organizations and police do not mix well together. But he he accepts her for for accepting or like for liking the show. He doesn't. And he, like, supports it. He doesn't understand yeah. it, but he'll, like, buy her gifts from it or, like, just yeah, find, I think he tried to find, like, a, a special figure yeah. or something for her. And, yeah, he didn't, despite whatever qualms he may have about the police, he doesn't, he doesn't let that get in the way of their love. That's true love right there. And let mm-hmm. me just say, as a weeb, I think a perfectly acceptable Valentine's Day gift is an anime figure. I think a perfectly acceptable <laughs> gift for a birthday or Christmas is an anime figure yeah. if you're a weeb. So I'm just saying, like, don't be ashamed if for Valentine's Day, instead of chocolates, you want an anime figure. <laughs> All right, next on my list. I'm not going to go into detail because there's a couple of ships from the show, but it's Inuyasha, my gateway anime, full mm. nostalgia here. Um, of course, Inuyasha and Kagome, that's my favorite couple from the show. Sorry, Kikyo shippers. I'm on the Kagome side of things. Moroku and Sango. They're going to kick your ass. (laughs) Moroku and Sango are so fucking cute. Like, despite him being a lecher, um, you know, he still falls for Sango and loves her very much. And then this one's kind of odd, but I know that there's a, a, a couple of other Inuyasha fans out there who can relate to this. And I, back in the day, shipped Sashomaru and Kagura. Okay, I know we have Yashahime now, but back in the day, before Yashahime was a thing, I shipped Kagura and Sashomaru, and I think there were other people who did. Like, you could see that they had potential, or they could have been a good couple, but uh, but yeah. I mean, it's Sashomaru. It's it's hard to find anyone who can be with Sashomaru. His theme song is, yeah, as you going to fall in love with a guy who has a theme song about that feels like you're entering the gates of hell. <laughs> For anyone who's not familiar, the first time I ever played Sashomaru's theme song for Carl... We had it blasting in the car, and he's like, "Are we entering the gates of hell right now?" And I was that like, was "Yeah, dark actually." Out too, when we were listening to this, <laughs> I was like, "Kinda." It's the Shomaru. I mean, why wouldn't his uh, theme song be bougie? <laughs> but yeah, those are my favorite ships from Inuyasha, which I think are like the main ones. Um, and then my next anime is gonna be. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing to myself because people are gonna think I'm fucking crazy. It's Jujutsu Kaisen. But hear me out. Please don't think I'm fucking crazy. Just hear me out for a second. I'm laughing so hard. I have my bra. (laughs) I know you're looking at me like, what the fuck are you about to say? I, (laughs) I, (laughs) I can't say it without laughing. I ship Nobara and Fushiguro. Okay. Okay. Like there is potential there. I could see it happening. No, no, no. I could see it. You're looking at me like I'm so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm laughing because just because I know people are going to like listen to this and be like, what the fuck is she talking about? But like, I, I don't know. I could see it. Like the trio is fantastic. Nobara, Fushiguro, and Itadori. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to 
ruin the friendship that the three of them have. I would be perfectly fine if the three of them want the entirety of the show just being friends because they have really great chemistry as like the main trio. However, sometimes when Nobara and Fushiguro interact, I just think they're like really cute together. Like when, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, like in the one scene where Nobara's trying to hold back tears, you can tell he feels like really bad for her. And I'm like, that's really cute. Um, or like some of the imagery from the second ED of the first season where they're like, like Itadori is like taking a picture of the two of them and they're like waving. They just look cute together. Like, I don't know, just they look cute together and I, I'd be down to see them get together. However, again, if it just stays a friendship trio, they're, the three of them are fucking awesome and I would be cool with that as well. But I just wanted to add it because we're talking about it. It's Valentine's Day. Just let me have my ship, okay? <laughs> so we don't even know if it's it's canon in the actual show, right? I it's don't. Just something I mean, that <laughs> if if they're going down that route, this is like the teeniest, tiniest breadcrumbs you could ever imagine. But I'm picking up on them, okay? I'm picking up on them if they are laying breadcrumbs out. Um, but again, I I could just be making shit up. But again, let me have my ship, okay? It doesn't have to come to fruition, but in my head, canon. We'll, I'll let it happen there. Well, you never know. I always compared Jujutsu Kaisen to like Harry Potter because it's kind of like, uh, it, I feel like Itadori and Harry Potter are very similar in nature and in premise. Um, so maybe Nobara and Fushiguro are kind of like the Ron or Hermione and Ron of this universe. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. I, they but... get together? Um, Hermione and Ron? Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, have, I don't plan to watch the rest of Harry Potter. Only seen, like, yeah, no, like, like they're they're the the anime trio of the Harry Potter universe, and they they still remain the, like three friends, even though the two of them develop feelings for each other and fall in love. Well, there you go. Maybe it's the same so. situation where people in the beginning of Harry Potter would be like Hermione and and Ron would never fucking get together, and then they made it happen. Who knows? Maybe there's a chance here for Nobara and Fushiguro. But just, you know, it's all good. It's fine. You can think I'm crazy, but I, I still I still dig it. <laughs> Next on my list, um, another anime classic, uh, Guren Lagan. Uh, and that is, I was going to say, every, <laughs> Everyday Kamina. Everyday Kamina. That's, <laughs> That's a throwback. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Kamina and Yoko. Even though... If you even know what happens in the show, they they don't really end up together. Um, I also had them on my list, but my little side note is sorry, Kitan. That's the guy, right? The blonde the, guy. Okay, yeah, that came That's out. That's the of, guy. Yeah, yeah. That came out of nowhere, and I kind of that that didn't sit well with me, knowing like uh, coming on Yoko's relationship. But it's it with them, it's just two hotheads, right? They they feel like I feel like they constantly butt heads throughout the show who kamina and kitan no yoko kamina and yoko yeah oh yeah but that makes that's what makes them great like no yeah they're so great so together. they're not like opposites attract here it's literally like the, the same person um but after you know certain events happen like you can tell like with how the relationship ends up being or not going as hoped like yoko kind of holds on to that yeah, no, I, I think that there's genuine feelings between Kamina and Yoko. I also had them on my list, and I also had Simone and Nia because I love oh, yeah. Simone, Simone and Nia. Yeah. Like, they have a like very opposite love story to Kamina and Yoko, um, but it still hits just as hard as the Kamina-Yoko romance. And 
again, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but like the Kamina Yoko romance feels very different from Simone and Nia, but the the level of love is like very equal there. Like those two couples just love each other so much. So Guru Nagan, if anything, had fantastic romance in it. So if you if you need a reason to watch it, I mean, besides the mechs and the amazing animation, and Yoko's plot. And yeah, and Yoko's plot. If you want some some side ships that are really great, actually, Simone and Nia weren't even a side ship. That was like a, a main thing in yeah, part two. Yeah. So yeah, fantastic romance in Gurren Lagann. All right, I've got another recent anime on here, and this one um, is one that I talked about a decent amount at the end of last year, and that's Fena Pirate Princess. Oh. Fena and Yukimaru. Holy shit! So first of all. I've said this before. Yukimaru to me is like the the quintessential perfect type of Sundere character because his motives are very clear. He's like good, just like innately good, but just is angry about shit. Like he likes to be moody about shit. And he loves Fena through and through, like with with no hesitation. He won't say it out loud, but like he, he loves her servant un- boy. He loves her <laughs> unconditionally and they love each other unconditionally and they like that was just a fantastic romance to me like despite the show needing more episodes to feel fully flushed out the one thing i walked away from that show just feeling confident in is that that romance that that couple and i love them through and through and i would rewatch fena pirate princess just to rewatch that romance develop because it was fantastic like it's, even the climax like everything about it was just absolutely fantastic so I love I love that ship. And I'm not talking pirate ship cuz it's pirate princess. <laughs> Zing. I I like the um, like the small moments between them, the really again, the gaily moments, the cutesy cheesy moments, especially whenever um Yukimaru's ears would blush red. Oh my god, so right. good. Like <laughs> such a great Sundere trait because like he's mm. so Sundere that like his cheeks don't blush. That's how Sundere he is, but you can see him blushing through his ears. Yeah. And it is just so fucking cute. Like every interaction that the two of them has, um the two of them have is like so wholesome so endearing and just so funny like when he bonks her on the head because she talks too much <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. sure you can relate to that <laughs> yeah or <laughs> like the moment where like i think yukimaru like he he declares like hey, that he'll go to the ends of the earth for her and protecting her and then fena just faints <laughs> yeah <laughs> or a good moment and but like in addition to those really funny moments there's one part towards the end where i won't spoil it but like he sees her dancing and the way they animated his face oh, the way yeah, they drew yeah. it like it was just him in complete awe like you could tell he is madly deeply in love with this girl and props to the animators for being able to portray that emotion in that shot that up close shot of his face it was fantastic um so yeah i just i love that ship, even though the, I wanted more from that show, I would still rewatch this just to experience Fena and Yukimaru again. Then, like, a little less wholesome but still really good is Rent a Girlfriend. <laughs> I Oof. ship the fuck out of Kazuya and Chizuru because Chizuru is, like, best girl all the way. I know we've got our friend Kevin. Chizuru who... this, Chizuru that. <laughs> our friend Kevin, who is more of a, a Ruka best girl type of person. That's totally fair. Ruka's cool, too. But uh, I'm all about Chizuru and Kazuya. I loved Rent-A-Girlfriend. I can't wait for season two. And I know we're going to have to go through trials and and tribulations. But I feel confident that eventually those two will get together. True love will win in the end. 
It always <laughs> does, okay? <laughs> I don't know. People are, are rooting hard for Ruka. They're rooting hard for um, the other girls. I don't know. Like, Mami-chan, I, I don't think, you know, should stand a chance because she's a little psycho. And Sumi, I think, you know, is maybe a bit too shy. But it's Chizuru. It's Chizuru. You need to watch it. I've been telling you for a while to watch Rent a Girlfriend. I plan really to, but since it's the second season supposed to air in July, I have plenty of time. You do, you do. That's 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 true. So just give it time. You'll I, I need you to tell me that Chizuru is your best girl as well. And if she's not, just lie to me anyway. Okay. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> for my next pairing, this is from uh I think this was winter or maybe spring twenty twenty. Um it's from bottom tier character Tomozaki, and it's Tomozaki and Kikuchi. Kikuchi? <laughs> Kikuchi? Uh, what's her? Well, her, I guess her first name is Fuka. I don't know. But Fuka I'll... Kikuchi. Yeah. Wait, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does that sound like? Well, <laughs> it's like fuck Makuchi or something. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> Not as lewd. As now you'll it. never be able to unhear that. Pukamakuchi. Reminds me of that Stephen Colbert. Anyways, um, it's not as lewd as it sounds. Like Tomozaki is obviously the main character of the show, and it's uh, a girl Hinami who's trying to help him break out of his like antisocial and he's not like Hikigomori, but like his otaku shell. But Kikuchi. <laughs> Now every time, <laughs> oh god! You every, had to say that while I was taking a sip of this, water, I almost choked. <laughs> uh, I will just say that girl. That, <laughs> that girl, girl <laughs> is also like a, a an otaku. So it's like two awkward otaku's that kind of seem perfect for each other. And Hinami again, who's trying to help uh, Tomozaki, quote unquote, level up in his social skills. Uh, he, she's the one who pairs them together, and because she thinks that. He, uh, that girl is a good prospect for Tomozaki, and I think they end up um, kind of hitting it off. And I, I'm like, like we only have uh, one season uh, for uh, Tomozaki, and I'm pretty sure they're on the verge of announcing a season two. And I'm sure a lot of people kind of will tend to ship Tomozaki with Hinami. Hinami, I haven't read the manga, so I can't speak much to that. But you know, if if Tomozaki ends up with that girl. I'm fine with that because I the think Gucci girl. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I think they work well together and not to say like Nikinami's of a different social class not social class but uh, like a yeah, like social status. Um and I'm not saying that people of different social statuses can't end up together, but I believe Tomozaki would mesh well with Kikuchi. And that's the last time I will say that. The coochie girl. All right. <laughs> I'll never forget that name. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Mine's um, mine's not about coochies, but it's, para- <laughs> <laughs> it's Parasite the Maxim. Um, Shinichi and Satomi. I I really like them. Um, they have like a wholesome relationship at the beginning. Obviously, Shinichi goes through a lot of shit throughout the show, but despite all that, Satomi is always there. Even in the moments where she doubts that he's still the same person, um, she still continues to support him, stick by his side, just kind of pushing through all of those obstacles that they they face. And yeah, I just think they're really wholesome and cute, and I enjoy their story in Parasite. And then the next one, um, oh man, the next one. It's a silent voice. 
Oh, I, my, I think I have this too. Yeah, it's Nishimiya and Ishida. And yeah. holy shit, I love them so much. A Silent Voice is my favorite anime movie ever. And a big part of that is because of Nishimiya and Ishida's relationship. Not even romantic relationship, but just their story as they go through, you know, as we go through the movie and experience what they're experiencing. They're just so awesome. They're so awesome. It's really cute to see, you know, someone who grew up bullying this girl, you know, want to make amends for that and be part of her life and help her through things. And they're just really wholesome and cute. I like them a lot. I don't know if this, I don't want to get into spoilers about the ending, but I like, I like that the movie, maybe I don't like that the movie, like the movie only ever hints at their, their budding romance together. But I think what I, enjoy more about the relationship like you said is is that Shida is trying to make amends with Nishimiya but like Nishimiya is also going through a couple of demons on her own and putting them together you can see that they they, they complement each other in in the journeys that they are trying to achieve and the obstacles that they are trying to overcome so even though we don't get like outward romance there is that one moment um, in the movie where I think Nishimiya is trying to express her feelings for Ishida and he misinterprets that. And that's a moment where I was like, oh, I wish that w- would have went well. Yeah. But, you know, in, we can always, in our heads, ship them together. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're a great couple. And I think that's, not to like talk too much about it, but that was one of our wishes from Asylum Voice was that there was more closure on that part of the story because they they give us that huge hint and it like doesn't really go anywhere by the end of the movie um but we we talk in depth about that aspect of the movie in our review of Asylum Voice which is episode 37 of Strictly Anime going kind of like halfway through our our catalog here um of episodes but yeah if you venture back to 37 you can hear all of our thoughts on on that and their relationship in our Asylum Voice review the next pairing on my list is from Attack on Titan, but it's actually from the final season. So I don't know if I can say a lot about this right now because it's it's still ongoing. It's still fresh in our memories. It's very raw. But it is Nicolo and Sasha. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. yep. that's all I'll say. I'll, I'll say their relationship is unexpected. And I'll leave it at that. It's awesome. Yeah, love them. Um, I also have one from Attack on Titan. Oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of you, and I'm gonna Is say it John and the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, don't I love know. John, but no. Okay, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I ship Aaron and Mikasa. Okay, don't at uh, me. Don't at me. Okay. I ship Aaron and Mikasa. I have since season one. I'm just gonna come out and say it. It's liberating to finally admit it. I ship them. Don't come after me, please. <laughs> I know there's some other, there's like another good, you know, section of the fandom that also ships them. Um, I know there's also a part of the fandom that ships Aaron and Historia. I don't buy into that. I don't see it, but mm. that's fine. I'm here for Aaron and Mikasa. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with season four, but that's what I'm rooting for. That's all I'm going to say. I ship it. Mikasa's loyal. She, <laughs> she would make a great partner to Aaron, even though Aaron's. You know he's in a in a kind of weird place right now, but I think you can tell throughout the series and even at 
the point where we are now that he also cares deeply about Mikasa. Whether or not that's romantic, who, who or we we have yet to see that, or if that ever comes to fruition. But yeah, I dig them together. I wonder if there's like a hardcore part of the fandom that ships Armin and Annie. Because I mean, in like the beginning of the show, he had a little bit of a crush on her, so like I could see some people rooting for that. Also, I mean, Jean had a crush on Mikasa, and I think he probably oh, right. still does. But um, he has a horse face. So. Yeah, I love Jean; he's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. There you have it. I said it. Okay, I said it. It's out there. <laughs> Next up on my list is something that I watched recently. I finally caught up on Konosuba. And I ship Kazuma and Megumin, which if you've watched the movie, that's like the most recent installment of Konosuba. I think that's where they're going with the series, or at least with, with their relationship. I just love that he gets fucking annoyed by her because she can be stupid, but she's also probably the most rational of the girls in his group. Um, and they're just cute together. Yeah, I love Kazuma and Megumin. I'm down for that shit. You have no idea what I'm talking about. You need to yeah, watch Konosuba. Another one. <laughs> another one. Just, just words. <laughs> Konosuba is good. If you like Devil's a Part Timer, I feel confident you'll enjoy Konosuba. You may not love it as much as Devil's a Part Timer, um, but I think you'll enjoy Konosuba. I think a lot of people rave about it, so I, I think I'll give it a chance. It's pretty funny. Um, the next one on my list is a lesser-known anime. It's recent though, um, and there is a season two coming at some point, but it's Inspector. I'll say the only reason I finished this anime was literally because of the two main characters, Iwanaga and Kuro, because the show was kind of boring and very exposition heavy, but I love their relationship. Like I, I would just watch every single week because I wanted to see their interactions. Um, and I'm I'm excited for season two only because I get to see more of their interactions, um, you know, as a as a couple. So that's it. Like they were the only saving grace in my eyes for Inspector. So I only have four more left on my list. Um, the two last one, or the two end ones, I kind of want to save. I don't know how many you have left on your end. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Um, here, I'll, I'll mention the two I have, and then how should we structure this? Go ahead and, and okay. <laughs> Let's do, let's keep the same format, but when you finish with those two, I'll just run through the rest of my list and then you can talk about your last two at the end. Okay. Although there's a chance I might have it on my list. No, these are kind of stupid. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll go through my first of the four, of my last four. This is a another pairing from an anime movie. Um, that movie is Your Name, and that pairing is Tachibana and Miyamizu. The, the two main characters. They were cute. They were very cute. And the, it's a very interesting premise for the movie. And I I really don't want to get into details because for people who haven't watched the movie, like I highly recommend watching it. Which is so funny. We say that now, but we've definitely spoiled a couple other anime. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, guys. <laughs> like this, this is one that definitely you want to go in without like having prior knowledge of it. But... I'll say like I I forget who record, uh, Makoto Shinkai uh, directed uh, yeah directed Your Name. He also directed Weathering with You, which we reviewed. But I will say of the two movies, like I prefer the love story in Your Name between Tachibana and Miyamizu a lot more. And it's it's 
how can, how can I say this without being too spoiled? It's it's a love that transcends a lot of obstacles. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like Tachibana, like he pretty much goes to the ends of the earth um, in wanting to be with Miyamizu, and like the like there's a payoff to it at the very end that's just so satisfying and just seeing where the relationship goes from there it's never explored because this is just a single movie although i'm pretty sure tachibana makes a cameo appearance in weathering with you i don't remember where that falls in this this timeline of these two movies but in my head canon i'd like to think that they're off off in japan just living it up together and they have one of the most unique ways that they like they get introduced to each other yeah without spoiling anything like <laughs> i mean that's that's so like unheard fun of yeah <laughs> putting this together without being spoilery <laughs> so my next two i know you haven't seen so I'll, I'll talk quickly about them um but the first one is beyond the boundary i loved beyond the boundary i know some people felt off about it because they thought that the end of the season was the end of the story and it definitely didn't finish anything. I don't think a lot of people realize that there was a movie that you needed to watch as well. Um, but I really enjoyed this show and I loved the relationship between the two main characters, Mirai and her senpai, Aki, Akihito. They're just like so cute because again, you kind of, they're not polar opposites in their personalities, but they're polar opposites in like the sides that they're on because he's who he is. I don't want to spoil it. And she is of like... A group that needs to hunt him down essentially okay so like technically they're on opposite they're on opposite sides like technically they're they're enemies but they're also not because they're classmates like a romeo and juliet yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's kind of like that um and i just really enjoy the two of them because they're they're fucking cute and yeah just go watch beyond the boundary um to find out what i mean about all this but they have a really really cute relationship the other one is or the next one is Oran High School Host Club, and it's Tamaki and Haruhi. They're so cute together because he is obsessed with her from the moment that he meets her, and she doesn't give him the time of day, but he he like he has a watchful eye over her. And if you know the story, she's part of like a host club, so she gets attention from girls, but sometimes she gets t- attention from guys, and that really throws him for a loop. And yeah, I don't know. I just love how much he he loves her. It's so she, she plays hard to get. No, she just like doesn't show any interest in him. Oh. But like, then things develop, and yeah, then it goes from there. But mm. yeah, it's like he, he it's like an unrequited love in the beginning, and I think it's cute because he keeps trying, not in like any like weird way, but you know he keeps trying and he doesn't give up because he he likes her. All right, my third to last pairing, and these are all from classic anime. Um, or may like I guess classic anime is up for debate, but um, yeah, the next pairing I have on my list is from Trigun, and that is the I'll put a, a quote unquote relationship between Wolfwood or Nicholas D. Wolfwood and yeah. Millie Thompson, stun gun Millie. Um, it's it's more of like a like a playful kind of romance between them because they I'm pretty sure like they just call each other dear whenever they interact with each other and it's like it's not like um it doesn't feel like they're actually in love or maybe they are they are (laughs) let me tell you they are in love i have this one on my list as well um yeah they there there is an actual romance here and i guess it's a nice 
contrast to the <laughs> the unstable relationship, even though that's not really a relationship between uh, Vash the Stampede and, and Meryl. Dude, I ship the shit out of Vash and Meryl. I know that one's up for debate because Vash like doesn't really show if he has feelings or not, but I ship them. I ship yeah. but <laughs> I, I ship Wolfwood and Millie a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. So. No, they're super cute. And I think what makes them even more adorable is that they're like an unexpected couple in Trigun. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't have thought that these two would feel the way that they feel, um, but they do. And it works really well. And it's very endearing um, and really cute to just watch unfold. And then it kind of ends up being a, a sort of forlorn love, but... No, I don't want to go into detail about that either. Just watch Trigun for yourself. <laughs> I like how we're, we're spoiling certain shows, but then there are other shows that we don't want to spoil. No, we're so. trying our best here, okay? Yeah. Sometimes you just get so excited, you got to talk about it. And that's, that's why we have our warning at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my next two. One's a, a throwback and one is a very recent anime. So I'll start with the throwback because that's what's first on my list. It's Samurai Champloo. What? Your face. I knew you were going to react that way. <laughs> I have always shipped Mugen and Fu. No. I have all. Okay, no, I'm doing it again. No, I'm doing the trio no, thing again. No. This is like Nobara and Fushigoro. This I know. This is far from that. <laughs> I ship them. I don't know. I think it's it's probably because they're polar opposites. He's the Sundere of the trio, and she's like, you know, the, the kind hearted girl who just is trying to get to her goal. Um, I don't know. Something about them, like, I could see them together, but. You're very upset with me. <laughs> Maybe because I just see like Mugen and Jin as the older brothers to Fu because they're they're accompanying her on this mission that she's trying to achieve. And yeah, maybe I, it's it's been so long since I've watched this show, but I don't remember ever picking up any sort of like romantic feelings between the two. And there may be no romance hinted I, and because I, I haven't watched it in a while either. Um, but I just remember like thinking they could be cute together. So I don't know. I'm putting it on my list because there could be potential there. I would also be happy like Jujutsu Kaisen if they just stayed the trio that were friends or like you said, like the big brother's little sister type of relationship. But hey, it's the Valentine's Day episode. And if I feel something for a ship, <laughs> I'm going to, I'll mention it. I'll mention it. Don't at me. <laughs> The next one is, again, more recent. Um, it premiered in 2021. It's My Senpai is Annoying. Um, I actually think this is one of the best side ships in recent anime. It's Sakurai and Kazuma. Um, there, there's, like, the main ship that happens in the show, but the side ship is super fucking wholesome and cute because they both like each other equally. It's just they're trying to find a way to eventually confess their love. Um, so it's just fun watching them be all flustered and cutesy with each other and, like, happy when the other gives them attention or says something nice to them and you're just like get together already god damn it just <laughs> confess please but it was fun to watch i enjoyed it so i have just the two left now so do you want me to run through the rest of my list and then you can end with your your two special ships you've got here sure because they're from the same anime or yeah animes maybe should be taken lightly i don't know we'll see Okay, well, <laughs> I wonder if I have it on my list. Well, going uh, going on with my list, um, the Rising of Shield Hero, the Rising of the Shield Hero, I ship Raftalia and Naofumi. I know there's some strong feelings against that because mm-hmm. of who Raftalia is and her story, but I ship them. I think they're so fucking cute. She's obviously in love with him, and I am all for it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, 
because you don't know. It's not really like a big spoiler. It happens in the, the first part of the, the series. But Raftalia is rescued by Naofumi. But when she's rescued, she's a kid. And her species in this isekai world, um, as you level up, you grow up at the same time. So it, during their, their travels, he helps her train all the stuff and, and basically levels her up. So then she becomes a woman. But it's over the span of like a short amount of time. So people argue that she's mentally a child in a, a, a woman's body. So then mm. it's weird. I can see that argument. Um, however, if the lore of that world is that you grow up based on how you level, I think mentally you would also, you may not have the life experiences because you're growing up faster than like, I don't know, a human would. But I like to think that they're not trying to do anything sus here or any like lollicon shit. So I think it's a decently wholesome relationship. Um, and there's nothing lewd that I've seen. I mean, there are lewds out there of Raftalia, don't get me wrong, but rule 34 <laughs> yeah in, in the actual show there's nothing lewd going on here um so i ship them i like raftalia now Fumi. i enjoy that i hope it comes to fruition season two and three are on the horizon so we'll see what happens another show that you need to watch by the way shield hero yes i know you're not into isekai and really i'm not I'm easing either. into it right now with realist hero true so. it, but like i'm not even really like hardcore into isekai but this one's very good i enjoy this one a lot Next up on my list is actually one of my favorite anime of all time. It's in my top three. It is Toradora. Oh. It is. Toradora. And I recently rewatched it um, just this past winter because I like to do the uh, Christmas rewatch. Rewatch. Rewatches? Sometimes I like to do it, like every other year or so. Um, so I love Taiga and Ryuji through and through. My favorite romance of all time. One of my favorite anime of all time. And that's all that needs to be said because I, I shy away from talking about my favorite anime just because they are my favorite and I don't want to dive into it and like try to express my feelings for it. So if you watch Toradora and you enjoy Taiga and Ryuji, I think you probably feel the same way about this this romance, this couple. And yeah, they're definitely one of my favorites. Um, I had Trigon on here. We talked about that. Uh, my last two, uh, it's Wotakai, Love is Hard for Otaku. Shout out to our friend Kevin who recommended this anime to me. Very, very good. I love the two main characters, Narumi and Hirotaka. I mean, the show is about otaku who are in relationships. That's why it's called Love is Hard for Otaku. And it's about them trying to figure out how to be in a romantic relationship when they're socially awkward people. You should it's... talk to Hinami from bottom <laughs> tier character Tomozaki. The coochie girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, not the, coo the other girl. God. <laughs> but I enjoy their relationship um, a lot. It's super wholesome. It's super cute. Um, and it's relatable because we're weebs. We love gaming and anime. And yeah, I think it's another anime that you need to watch. I think you would really appreciate it. Um, but I, I enjoy their their romance very, very much. And last on my list is Oregairu, a.k.a. My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu. <sighs> I ship Yukino and Hachiman. Sorry, Yui fans. Don't be mad at me, okay? You apologize to all these different fandoms in these Because <laughs> people are going to get angry at me. And I, hey, I respect the other ships as well. Like, I could see why people feel strongly about Yui and Hachiman. They, you know, they, they could be really good together. I personally think, though, that Yukino and Hachiman are made for each other and, and i think they really expressed that since the beginning of the series um just through like breadcrumbs about the two of them but again like i i could see yui being a good potential partner for hachiman as well 
So that's why I apologize to those other shippers because I want to acknowledge that, yes, like your your ship is out there as well and you feel strongly about it. But I'm here for Yukino, okay? Yukino, best girl. I wonder if all these fandoms or these ship, shipping communities are going to go to war over these. <laughs> they do, okay? Waifu <laughs> wars, parents. man. Everyone goes goes to battle for their, their waifu and their best girl. <laughs> all right. So my last two, again, they're from the same anime, although it might be up for debate if this show could be considered anime. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. <laughs> and I'm talking about Pokemon. <laughs> That's anime. Well, about? you know, like people say, oh, it wasn't really anime because when you're watching it, you didn't know it was anime. It's anime. But, yeah, it's, it's anime. It's, it was made That's like in Japan. saying Yu-Gi-Oh is not anime yeah. or like Dragon Ball <laughs> Z is not anime. Like it's anime. <laughs> yeah. So again, the these last two pairings I have are from Pokemon, I guess. You could say the Indigo League, the first season. Um, and the first of which, the first pairing <laughs> is Ash and Misty. Like the, the OG ship before we probably even knew what a ship was. I love that. That's great. And yeah, I don't think they, I don't remember much of Pokemon. So I don't know if they ever actually end up being together. Although that'd be kind of weird. How old is Ash? Is ten eternally? Eternally ten. I don't know how old Misty is. <laughs> I but think she's older than him. Well, like, by like eleven. A little bit. Yeah, eleven. <laughs> eternally eleven. Yeah, I don't know, but you know there are bits and pieces throughout the show that hint at their their feelings for each other. Um, I'm I'm specifically remembering there was like a episode where they're at a summer festival and Misty's wearing like this like a kimono, right? Or, oh yeah, I remember that episode. And then like Ash is just so struck by how she looks, and then they go off and dance together. Like I said, it, it's like the show obviously wasn't focused on <laughs> romance; it was just focused on Ash training to become a Pokemon master, which that's also up for debate. But yeah, I I would say you know in everyone's prepubescent headcanon, as they were watching Pokemon, they probably shipped the fuck out of these two. And rooted for this relationship to hopefully come to fruition one day or someday. I, I don't know. And the only um, evidence I can kind of back up of their feelings for each other. Who remembers the album Pokemon to be a master? Oh, hell yeah. That's a vibe. <laughs> you remember there was a track on there called Misty's Song? Uh, kind of. <laughs> like it started off. With their, I, I forget what episode this is, but they're, they're sleeping in a forest and they all fall asleep. And I think Misty stays awake. And so the song is like her singing about her feelings for Ash and she isn't sure of how to tell or like how to tell. What the fuck? Why don't I remember this? Holy shit. <laughs> I think the, the album is on Spotify if you want to listen to it. It's track 11. Uh, again, it's called Misty's Song. But. I bought this album when I was younger. I was listening to it, and I came across this track, and you know, it kind of confirmed my head canon. It like, made oh, it canon. Yeah, that these two they probably were meant to be once they're done with their their mission to become Pokemon masters. Or really whatever. quick, I'm looking up her age, and it's like all over the place. I think in the anime she's ten, but then in some other places she's she's thirteen or twelve. So she's somewhere <laughs> between. 10 and 13 i guess yeah does it say like which season 
or like which league and like does it say her age during the indigo league so i don't know because i'm seeing like 10 year old on wikipedia but then on pokemon archive fandom wiki it's like it says 10 in the anime 12 in the manga 10 10 and what is this R B G Y F R L G? Is that red, blue, green, yellow? Oh, like the games? Um, yeah, I think. And then 13 and G S C H G S S. I don't know. I'm sure there's Pokemon fans out there who are like, those are the games, or they can immediately identify what that acronym is. Well, you know, they're all around the same age. Like 10, 12. I think the first one, it says 10 R B G Y F R L G. Is that not red? blue green yellow because there was a green i played i didn't there, I... there's forest green fire red is that what they're fr other? fire red lg leafy green leaf green i don't know those are like the like the remastered and versions. then gschgss I, I don't know the fuck is that <laughs> i'm not i'm not in tune with pokemon enough to to know what that is anyway they're around 10 and 12 you know two two year age difference at most but you know Love knows no age, I guess, unless it's <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> but no, Ash and Misty, okay, wholesome, wholesome, nubile relationship. Ew, what is this picture on the Pokemon Archive fandom for Misty? I don't know what you're talking about. What the hell's happening? What is going on in the Pokemon lore with Misty? Okay, there's the the Misty I know. I'm looking at a different page. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. She's she's somewhere between 10 and 13. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and so my last pairing is also from Pokemon. This is stupid, but Brock and Nurse Joy and or Officer Jenny. Let's go. <laughs> Make his dreams come true. Yeah. You know, whereas Ash and Misty are, are like the, the love that we aspire to have. I guess Brock is also... <laughs> Like the love that we aspire to happen to, <laughs> although it's it's more so one side. Every like Nurse Joy, Officer Jenny, they're all like siblings, right? Or cousins? They're related somehow, yeah. Yeah, but you have the moments where Brock just falls in love with each of them, and maybe there should be a spinoff series where it's like a harem a harem <laughs> anime for brock where it's all, all nurse the, joys and yeah. uh officer, and officer jenny's. jenny's holy shit can you imagine that would be fucking hilarious yeah i think brock represents the raging hormones of of, <laughs> of our young selves um as we find out what true love really means i mean who wouldn't want to marry brock he'll make you jelly donuts for the rest of your life yeah that's true <laughs> and so that those that was my official list. Um, did you have honorable mentions? I do not. Let's hear okay. yours because I'm, I'm really curious. <laughs> These are <now>. so <laughs> stupid, but you know, the first one. This is more of a bromance, actually, but it's Kaoru and Santoro from Kids on the Slope. Those um, are the two main guys, right? Yes, and like I'm pretty sure they they have interests in. They have interest in other female characters on the show, but I, I I see it more as they have a romantic connection in the music that they make. There were some there were some spicy moments between the two of them, not That's like what I'm outright, remembering. but yeah. there was some sexual tension between those two guys at certain yeah. moments. Where I actually thought that at least one of them was gay. Um, I don't know if there was ever like a, I can't, we've been watching a long time. I don't mm-hmm. know if there was ever like a confirmation of one way or the other, but I was like, I feel some sexual tension here. I could see it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so I wasn't imagining anything. I, I, I'd like to rewatch the show at some point because it's one of my favorite anime. But I envision their romantic connection, again, being through their music because that's the thing that they really mesh well in together. Uh, there are two pivotal scenes in the anime where like this comes to life and it's just a, a treat to see. So maybe it's more of like a a platonic romance, but again, like a, like a bromance. But hey, I'd be down for that ship. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the musician in me would love that. <laughs> this, uh, second one is Death Note, Ryuk and Apples. Ryuk and apples? <laughs> That's more like an addiction. <laughs> I, maybe. Like, he would die for an apple. He would. He, so, even though like, he was just... Bay. Yeah, he was just introduced to it in the show. Last one is from Code Geass. This was what I was referring to earlier. Nina and Euphemia. Oh, my <laughs> or God. Or specifically Table Coon. I, I, was, I was racing for Nina and Table Coon. Oh, my God. Nina and Yuffie. You yeah. can see the passion that she has in I mean, that moment. She literally gets hot for Yuffie. And then assaults <laughs> poor table coon. So that yeah. I mean that's that is a fair ship. That that is a plausible ship. Like I I, I see that. Okay. It was <laughs> I a fucking ship hate Nina. <laughs> that took me off guard, but you know, I was here for I am here for it. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was fun. Our favorite romances in anime. You know, I I asked the question earlier if there's a subset of the Cowboy Bebop fandom that ships Julia and Vicious. There's probably a subset of the Code Geass fandom who ships Nina and Yuffie or Nina and Table Coon, probably all the Dojin artists. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but okay, you know what? That is fair. If I can mention my ships between like Fu and Mugen and Nobara and Fushiguro, then it's totally fair uh, for you to mention Nina and Yuffie. <laughs> I'll I'll accept it. <laughs> she would die for Yuffie. As uh-huh. Well. <laughs> Okay, so now that we've shared our favorite romances, couple, ships, um, as we mentioned earlier, we also asked our Discord members to share their favorites. So we're going to give them some uh, some credit here for sharing the romances that they live for. So the first one on the list is Otako Kakashir. 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 Reading that verbatim, I'm not sure if I'm butchering that. Um, but uh, they mentioned Taki and Mitsuha from Your Name. Yeah. Which you mentioned yes, as well. Yes, yes, the yes. The two yes. main characters. Yeah, really I agree. great ship. Yeah. They, they're fucking wholesome. It's just wonderful. Um, Shubes mentions Okabe and Mikase from Steins Gate. I, neither of us have watched Steins Gate, but it is on our watch list. We're excited to eventually watch it because we've heard fantastic things about it. But Shubes uh, adds on, they're both smart scientists, and all they do is tease and argue each other in a fun way, but deep inside, they care about each other, and that makes it adorable. I'm down for that. That gets me excited to watch science. The teasing, I'm sure. The teasing. Let's go teasing anime. (laughs) But yeah, I'd be down to watch a a relationship like that. And then um, Shubes also mentions Nasa and Tsukasa from Tonikawa, which I watched that anime, and I, I personally wasn't like like blown away by it it had a lot of hype and when i watched it i was a little i found it to be a little lackluster however their relationship is super wholesome and that was the reason i continued to watch it was just seeing their their cute interactions it's like a brand new married couple um and just all the the weird situations they'd get themselves into as they try to figure out like getting wedding rings and like buying a, a house and all this shit it was it was nice to watch so i respect that ship Next up, we have Classy Ulysses. Um, 
they mentioned Oregairu, specifically Hachiman and Yukino. Let's go, Team Yukino. Um, mentioning, because I don't know why, but they just feel right and connected to each other. They felt similar, and even though they spat each other in the first season, um, but the progression for later season shows that the love they, that they love, love each, each other. other. Um, I mean, I rather have Shizuka Sensei and Hachiman. Oh my god, yeah, I I could see that. A lot of people shipped Sensei and Hachiman. <laughs> That's fair, um, but I totally agree about Yukino and, and Hachiman. They they have this nice back and forth, and they understand each other so well that it was to me anyway. It was clear from the beginning that they would um, they would be the uh, the ship to win it all. Um, they also mentioned Naruto. I don't fucking know any of this because I've never seen Naruto, but Naruto and Hinata because Hinata believes Naruto since the beginning and never falls in love with other guys. She's devoted to be with Naruto. Naruto fell in love with Hinata in the last movie and he sees not just a friend but a lover. For so long, they're happily married and have kids because I think with Boruto that like continues their story. Wait. Naruto is Boruto's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I've seen technically I've seen like a couple episodes of Naruto, but I just say I've never seen it because really I don't know what the fuck happens in that show. Um, they also mentioned a few more Shiro and Sakura Mato from Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel, Ryu and Uha Urara from Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches, and Kakeru and Naho from Orange. Orange. Um, yes, and. I think, what's his name? Hang on, let me look it up. The orange-haired character. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Sua? Yeah, Sua. Um, poor Sua. Poor Sua. That's all I'm going to say there, but damn. Poor Sua. Oh. <laughs> when I think orange, I think of Jeremiah, but I, that's Oh, Jeremiah from Code Geass. Yeah. Yes, that's I know, another this orange. Is, yeah, completely different. <laughs> Next up is our good friend Aaron from Under the Bun, who joined us on two of our episodes on Strictly Anime to review Code Geass. So he mentioned Misa and Hikaru from Macross Love Triangle. Wait, Macross. No, Macross. And then Love Triangles are central oh, to Macross's. <laughs> that was the title. Yeah. From Macross. Love Triangles are central to Macross's main plot. And in the Misa versus Minmaid debate, I've always been Team Misa. I've never seen that, so I I, know, uh, I take your word for it. Yeah, Macross, <laughs> I believe, is one of Aaron's favorite anime of all time. Also, so. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Is it Macross or Macross? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's Macross. I've heard it said in a song on We'll Spotify. have to bring Aaron back onto the podcast just to tell us the correct pronunciation <laughs> of that anime. <laughs> um, he also mentions Lucian Colin from Code Geass. Uh, yeah. And he says, I mean, it's Colin. I could see that. I personally felt Lelouch and C2 were more of a thing, but oh, yeah. I could see Lelouch and Colin as well. Like, I think they'd be really good together because, yeah, it's Colin. That plot, man. And the last one he mentions is Mina and Jurota from My Hero. Gotta give my boy the best girl. Mina, it's Mina Ashida, right? There's yes. so many fucking characters I'm pretty in sure My that's, Hero. That's who he's referring to. But then who's Jurota? Jurota is the Chewbacca looking guy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Wookiee, yeah. Um, do they interact in the show? I, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to look this up. Because I know most people ship Kirishima and Ashida, but I've I've never heard Ashida and and Jurota and it could just be because Aaron <laughs> Aaron and Jurota share some some similar qualities and his best girl is Ashida so he pairs them together which is totally cool I could see that Yeah 
Like, you don't have to be canon. You can just be head canon. I mean, we all know there's plenty of non-canon and would never be canon ships in My Hero that people fucking love, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, wait, by the way, I keep saying Ashida. It's Ashido. I'm so sorry. I'm mispronouncing oh, yeah, Mina her name. Ashido, yeah. Ashido, because it's supposed to be acid. Ashido. Yeah. I don't know why I keep thinking Ashida. Ashido. I apologize. I'm correcting myself now. Okay, I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> Speaking of my hero, an absolute clown <laughs> named Cardigan Backyardigan <laughs> sent in Deku X Bakugo or Bakugo X Kirishima. <laughs> okay, I can't read this. Hang on. <laughs> Here, you want, you want me to take Yeah, the... you read it because I can't stop laughing. <laughs> okay. Deku, Deku times Bakugo or... No, ba- X, not times. Okay. Deku X Bakugo or Bakugo X Kirishima. Because they have, <laughs> because they have a nice guy, an irritated guy, Sundere relationship, but it goes much deeper than that, and in other ways, in fanfics, and they have connected history, Elga, and have trust in each other, making them a good shipping couple. Kiribaku <laughs> too, because he has way better chemistry. again if if that's your ship we 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 respect that but (laughs) we're laughing so hard because because this this clown we know what he's trying to do (laughs) crying holy shit um all right so wait then he (laughs) oh okay so then he goes on to say arima and kaori from your lie in april i don't know if this is a troll or not because we haven't actually finished your lie in april it's on hold Well, the Hang next on. One. Wait, wait. Before we before we get to that, let's just oh. look it up really quick. Oh God. Okay, you're lying, April. <laughs> um. So looking it up, yeah, I think it is the actual main characters. Um. In that story, so that's fair. <laughs> but, then, but then he wraps up to say, and Mister Mime slash Professor Oak and Ash's mom. Okay, so you're saying either <laughs> Not t- he's together. Saying, he's saying a- either Mr. Mime and Ash's mom or Professor Oak and Ash's mom. Honestly, I could see Professor Oak and Ash's mom. That that's yeah, I think why, a fair ship. Why else do they send Ash off on his own journey? <laughs> but Mr. Mime and Ash's mom, I get it. I've seen that meme. Um okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <God. laughs> Oh, uh, so thank you, Cardigan Backyardigan, for those wonderful uh, submissions there. <laughs> uh, but moving on, our friend Kevin um, said, Roroni Kenshin, Trust and Betrayal, Kenshin X Tomoe. I have not watched Kenshin in a long time, but I do remember this. So yes, I agree. And he says, despite being ill-fated lovers, you can see their affection for each other. Um, nurture and grow into something beautiful. Tomoe also greatly influenced Kenshin and helped shape him into the man he is now. I just want them to be happy. I really want to rewatch Kenshin now. Like just thinking about that makes me want to rewatch it because I haven't seen it for years and years and years. But yeah, that's a good one. Thanks for sending that in. <laughs> Unlike Cardigan backyard. <laughs> oh I'm still trying to recover from that. Oh, I know my eyes are still watering from that. Holy shit. And then next up we have not so might guy. Who lovingly says Rui, Hina, and Natsuo from Domestic Girlfriend. Not just 
one of those two, but the whole trio. Like a menage a trois. <laughs> from Domestic Girlfriend. And you know what? That's fair because the three of them pretty much are a romantic couple the way they operate in that show. So I'll, I'll fucking take the trio. <laughs> um, then we have Drew from Between the Gutters podcast who says, I like Hachimaki and I from, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's Planets, Planet. Planetes. 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 Um, I've never heard of that anime, so I'll look into that. But they said the character development that arose out of their romance was slow and deliberate, and it felt appropriately mature for a couple of characters in their 20s who had jobs and lives. Ooh, an anime about working adults? I want to watch that now. And it's got mm-hmm. a romance. Let's go. Then we have our friend Rob, who says Andre and Vice President from Prison School. And I did recently watch Prison School. And you know what? I, I could see it. Andre aspires to great things. And that great thing is Vice President. And you just you kind of just want the guy to be happy. He just wants his... Uh, his... Are these euphemisms? <laughs> no, Andre is like um, this um, character who... He's like this big fat guy who's also a masochist and he loves being stepped on by the vice president and he just like adores her because she fulfills like unintentionally fulfills his masochist desires to step on him. The the boy just wants <laughs> to be stepped on by best girl. So <laughs> that's fair. I respect that. If that's what you're into, I I respect that. <laughs> and then last but not least we have Hernstrom, am I saying that correctly? I hope I am. Yeah, Hernstrom. Hernstrom. So, okay, Hernstrom said, sent in an interesting one. They said Levi and Zeke. They are mm. honestly the funniest duo in all of Attack on Titan. I love how Levi and Zeke very much know that they are the strongest and most respected soldiers in their respective squads, but with both knowing what the other is capable of. They keep trash talk. They keep trash talking each other outside and even during ongoing fights. All I ask for is one last Levi versus Zeke moment. I feel you on that. Like that—that's like the one of the best rivalries that could potentially blossom into a bromance. Yeah, I'm remembering certain lines that the two exchanged between each other. There, you could interpret that as sexual tension. And you know sometimes what? Let's, yeah, it, it sounds like <laughs> uh, dialogue for a a budding porn video. <laughs> so whether it's a bromance or a yaoi. We're, we're here for it. You know what? The, the two of them do have a really fantastic dynamic, and mm-hmm. I love watching them on screen. So I, I like that a lot. Um, they also mention an honorable mention, Rui and Hina, because of their amazing communication. Hashtag, it's not like we're blood-related or anything. Yeah, you know, it's domestic girlfriend. What can you do? <laughs> I mean, God, fucking Rui and Hina and Natsuo and that that hot mess of an anime. You got you to gotta love to hate domestic girlfriend. <laughs> and there you have it. In honor of Valentine's Day today, we have shared our favorite romances. We've shared some of our listeners' favorite romances, and we'd love to hear yours. What is your favorite romance, couple, or ship in anime? Join our Discord and let us know, because I'm curious, especially if you've got some hot takes like some of these submissions. (laughs) Yes, St. Valentine's son is probably smiling brightly down upon us with our choices. (laughs) Or looking at us with much disdain. (laughs) But no, it was fascinating going through this list and I guess kind of seeing the different dynamics, the different relationships that you see in anime Um, and I'll say they're a lot more unique than what you find in mainstream pop culture media. So, and people ship characters way harder in anime than like any other, like fandom that I've ever yeah. experienced. 
So it's great to, you know, to call that out, give that a shout out. And I was even brave enough to share some of my wild ships, which I never thought I'd do because I get scared of people being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I did it. I, I mustered up the courage to share the weird ships that, that I have in anime. Nothing will ever stand in the way of true love, even if true love just is real in our heads. <laughs> <laughs> you made it up on the spot. I wanted to I be, like have like a cathartic statement, but oops. If, yeah, at the end of the day, if, if a lot of these ships don't come to fruition, we still have our headcanon that we can rely on. Good old headcanon. But uh, happy Valentine's Day, weebs. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. In the spirit of love, we love all of you for joining us each and every week. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully you love hearing these conversations, the weird shit that we share whenever we talk about anime. This, uh, this discussion is no exception. And that wraps up episode 74 of Strictly Anime. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly Series and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every Monday. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, where you'll find more info on Strictly JoJo, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. Happy Valentine's Day. They're so cute together because she doesn't get from the time of day, but he is obsessed with her from like the moment that he beats her. Um, beats her? Did I say? I said, no. <laughs> it sounded like beats <laughs> okay, her. Wait, I'll go back and re-record that. I said meets, but maybe I said it weird. Oh. <laughs> from the moment Whoa. he beats her. <laughs> That's not how Valentine's should <laughs> That's end. That's not the kind of Valentine's <laughs> Day we promote here. <laughs>